Peace stars, what's up? It's your boy E Rule, host of the Dynast Podcast. We got stay here, so we're doing Dynast State of Mind. Put the banner up here. Doing Dynast State of Mind. We got state in the background, state just popping in. Wait till you get yourself settled. Uh, today's episode, as you can see on the right hand side, we're being sponsored today by a company called For Us Moms. So, anyway, Mother's Day is coming, right? So, why not get her a t shirt? So, Mother's Day is coming. I got For Us Moms. You know, when I say with your shirt, take a look at some of the t-shirts they got here. My favorite people call me mama. <laughs> the mama myth and the legend. I'm a twin mom. What's what's my what's your superpower? So anyway, there's just a whole bunch of different mom t-shirts here. You can click the, the website and see so many different ones here, man. So so um, like I said, I'm being sponsored by it. So if you if you go to forestmoms.com, as you see at the bottom of the screen, you can use promo code diehard. Use promo code DIEHARD at this um, website, Forest Moms, and you'll be able to get uh, 10% off discount plus free shipping to this site here, man. So it's, it's a good idea for, for those that are trying to find something to do for Mother's Day. You can, um, like I said, you could cop a, a, the godmother. If you got a, um, a godmother that you like, or if you are a godmother, you can put the godmother t-shirt on just, just so you can feel pride in that stuff, man. Strong as a mother. There's so many different shirts here, man. So please check out the website as soon as you get a chance. And I'll see what they have here. See what uh, matches with uh, with you. This is this is one of their best sellers here. Um, Ain't no hood like motherhood. So that's one of their best sellers here. As you can see, they also have afterpay. So you know, along with your code, you could use afterpay and you could pay uh, six payments of uh, of six forty nine. So it works out, man. So anyway, let's get into the business here. Of course, this is dire state of mind. Uh, big topic of conversation right now is. Um, Julius Randle and Tom Thibodeau. State what you think. Um, who you want to start with first? That's the better question. Um, well, Cully came in here early. He was like, who got to go first? Like, they, they both got to go. Who got to go first? Can we... All right, can we be clear about why each said person needs to go? <laughs> Between Tibbs... Hey, Randall, I, I, I want to be clear. So with Tibbs, Dower, um, <laughs> Tibbs single-handedly botched the whole season. That's what's so crazy about it because it's people like me, it's people like you, and it's others who have said if the Knicks just switch our rotation, you know, play, put some young guys out there, or just in general, just switch our rotations, like switch, switch up what you're trying to do. Um, maybe this season wouldn't be would have gone to shit. And I think the biggest indictment on that's what really ruined the season was that right there. We went three and seventeen. So since we went three and seventeen, um, it it it's it's tough, bro. It's it's real tough. And Tibbs also he talks accountability. Um. He hasn't held Randall accountable all season long. Um, he frequently gaslights the fan base. Uh, he said, uh, and, and what's crazy is in a recent interview, he said, you're, you're not eliminated until you're eliminated. So we was eliminated from the playoffs a couple games back. 
This motherfucker still plays Alec Burks 35 minutes. There's no logic behind that. There's no logic behind that. On top well, of the fact that mm-hmm. you repeatedly, and, and, and on top of the fact that you say shit like Obi's a backup quarterback. You say stuff like, oh, um, we don't have no other option at point guard. So you continue to start Alec Burks. So amongst all of this, how he never gets on his vets, he always gloats about him, but he always gets on the kids. The kids actually, they're developing. They look they look good. They've been looking good the past few games. That's the that's the main thing. Like the kids look better. And why do the kids look better? They're getting consistent minutes. Have they been getting minutes the way I want them to get minutes? No. But since they're playing every game, now they can try new things. I seen a move yesterday from Obi Toppin, and he did the same exact move at Dayton. And it was the move where he got the ball in the corner, basically took one dribble, but the dribble that he took was like, you know, uh, I think it was a behind the back. And when he shot it off the step back, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. He his confidence, he missed the shot. But you could tell his confidence is getting there. And you could tell he's definitely becoming oh my bad. And you could tell like he's definitely becoming um comfortable. And he's getting he got his confidence now. So yo, it's great to see man and in seven games. Seven starts with over topping, and it's the off, off the top of the dome while I'm my brain. So he averaged 15 points, and this is just him starting. He averaged 15 points, seven rebounds, three assists, 56% from the field, 35% from three, and I think believe 86% from the free throw line. This is just starts, right? Um, looks good, man, and he looks good because he's getting consistent minutes now so i think tibbs failed us in that area um just being petty being petty benching kemba when you wasn't supposed to bench kemba tried to make it kemba look like a scapegoat um the repeat the the, the injuries between the young guys the old guys just injuries everywhere all season long everywhere tibbs go injuries follow him and then last but not least I think one of the main things is he's kind of, he, he kind of ruined Randall. He, he kind of ruined Randall to the point where now you're going into an offseason where you can't justify to certain Knicks fans how Randall and Tibbs can walk back through them doors. He magnified Randall's weaknesses and Randall couldn't recover to the point where now people's just like, yo, I'm done with the dude. And respectfully so, he did it to himself. But at the same time, Tibbs is the coach. You're supposed to ring your players or you're supposed to protect your players. He didn't protect Randall this season at all. You allowed that man to do what he do. And granted, Randall got some blame in that himself. But ultimately, that falls on, falls in line with Tibbs. So this is at Tibbs' doorstep. And this is the re- uh, that's some of the reasons, if I didn't say everything, why I want him to be fired this summer. Okay, cool. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> but anyway, you know, after everything you just said there, you know, the accountability is the only thing that sticks out to me the most is, um, you know, because, I mean, who's who's being accountable in the coaching staff? 
who's um keeping Tom Thibodeau accountable? So er everything that did happen, you know, it could it all I had to do was was like the assistant coach or somebody to come out and say, listen, um, this is not working, or or we need to do this. We need to get this guy more involved. We need to switch up the offense or something, you know. Especially during that time when, when you said it was third with three and seventeen. Yeah, he was three and seventeen during that period. You mean to tell you like, if he if he was like what's some that's twenty games, right? If he was ten and ten during that period, we would be in the playoffs. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If he was ten and ten during that period, not asking for being more than that, because you know we could have been more than that. But let's say ten and ten during that period, we would be in the playoffs right now. So I mean, we lost it. We lost the, the whole season during that time. So after after going through that that, that long stretch three and seventeen, we should have shut the season out at that point. You know, at that point, like Tom Tibble's being stubborn and whatever. You know, the the, the front office don't want to don't want to fire him. You know, the the coaching staff is not doing nothing to to um to hold him accountable. You know what I'm saying? So we should have shut the season down. You know, they should have started playing the young guys more more often. This that and the other. Uh, what, another word that 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 um that you like to use a lot, man. I hate using this word. Is development. You know, there's no development. You can't you can't say that the young guys are developing. They're just getting minutes. You know, so they're just playing. They 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 are they are succeeding off of their own merits. You know, uh, quickly is getting more minutes now. But I mean, as as soon as um you know Tom Tibble got a chance, uh, quickly had like what 17 minutes that that one game. As soon as he got a chance, that he was already benched again. You know, and then the other, the other night Burks is you know he's still the point guard, still the starting point guard. At this point, quickly should have been the starting point guard, especially after going three and seventeen. Quickly should have been his um, bit have been the starting point guard, straight like that. You know, so there's a lot of stuff going on on the, on this roster. So, like, if you want to talk about accountability, all the young people are being led by IQ. Um, that's number one. And everyone, uh, I say, um, you know, Berman. You know, I guess we'll play a clip of Berman later. Well, Berman was saying that um that that RJ's a leader. It really is IQ. You know, IQ was the one that's getting these guys to, um, together. You know, um, organizing them on on the, on the court and off the court. You can see it. You know, he, him, him and IQ, um, him and um, Obi are like best friends off the court. You know, you can see their camaraderie and stuff like that. Every time they talk, IQ is over there. You know, RG2, they both, they all do. All the young guys do the same thing. You know, they, they're all leaders within themselves. So, I mean, you know, the, the only person right now that's sticking out that, that we can immediately get rid of, of course, is Tom Thibodeau. But, you know, I'm leaning towards Julius Randle. So we didn't really talk too much about him. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, I guess we could say straight up the bat, he's just, he's just a sore loser. He's a sore loser. He's very emotional. Uh, he takes himself out of the game. He his uh, bad uh, vibes affects the whole rest of the roster. It affects the coaching staff's ability to coach out there when he gets into his um, moods. And then once he causes causes all these um, distractions, not everybody has to get out there and stop fights and stuff like that. So I mean, you know, he's the one that should be doing it. He's the one that should be stopping fights and stuff like that, protecting the, the young guys. But it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's the, it's the other way around. So you know. Um, we're in, we're in trouble keeping both of these um guys, but um as you can see the the youth are are, are they're the they're the ones that are really going to um to really make a difference here. So Tom, if Tom Thibodeau has no choice but to play these guys, then you know then they they will play. So you know Julius Randle to me got to be the eye man out. Um, so Julius Randle, um, wow. For me, for me, it's just about you should know better. I think that's the main thing with me when it comes to Randy. Like, you should know better. You know what you signed up for. Um, you know, you you know you, you got Carmelo Anthony's number. So you should know how this thing goes. So the first things first is uh 
going to war with the fans. I think that was a part of it. But the nail in the coffin for me was after he said the the the, the shut the fuck up comment. Um, I think the very next game, it was either that or the thumbs down. But the very next game, he goes one for nine, and I repeatedly see some sulking on the court. And what I what I mean by he should know better is, dude, you average 20, 10, and 5. So it's not like there's no talent there, but you holding the ball for 14 seconds, that's not good basketball to me. I don't want to watch that. You're better than that. When you see people open, give them the damn ball. Then you got other things like, is he ignoring R.J. Barrett on purpose? Is he jealous of R.J. Barrett and, and and he's hearing fans saying, um, we want Obi, and hearing fans saying we want um RJ Barrett, and they not chanting your name no more. Is it an ego thing with you? Um But who whose job is to get rid of that though? You know, it's it's, like Julius Randle say, Oh, he's supposed to he should pass it to does he didn't want to pass it to this guy, or like oh he just holding the ball, standing in the corner, holding the ball. Who is the person out of anybody on the out there that's gonna stop Julius Randle from doing that? The coach. Yeah, yes. yes. I agree with that, but that's why I say I wanted Tibbs fired because he magnified the issues. He didn't stop it right then and there. So who do you get here to stop Julius Randle? That, that that's the big problem. If if you get rid of if I right, listen, um, let, let, we'll pick Tibbs. All right, let's say we fire Tibbs and we keep Julius. Right. So who's going to be there to stop Julius? It's not going to be anybody on the court. It's not going to be Mitch. You know, it's not going to be anybody else. It's not going to be RJ because RJ doesn't seem like he like he can get to him. Quickly doesn't seem like he can get to him. Nobody on the roster can get to him. Todd Gibson don't even try. You know, um, Fournier don't even try. These guys are the veterans. Burks don't even try. You know, so this is kind of letting them sit on, on by himself and his emotions. You know, so so what do you do with a player like this? How, how do you how do you um, get him off his high horse when when he can he can feel? You know, you, you mentioned Melo, but his the number is really Bernard King's number, um, number thirty. But you know, to bring it to Melo, Melo knew that he's the best player on, on the court. You know, um, so so you know when when he played there, like a lot of people keep saying that oh, it was a mellow phone and say the other. But listen, Melo thought Melo thought that he was the best option. That was the problem. You know, uh, Julius Randle. You know, but but Melo was the best option. Uh, Bernard King. Not, uh, oh my God, you got me all fucked up now. Uh, Julius Randle thinks that he's the best player on the Knicks. You know, so right. he thinks he's the best option. Right. You know, so Tom Tibble doesn't do anything to stop him from that with those dribble handoffs and stuff, leaving him out there to go one on one. That's the that's the offense. That's what Tom Tibble wants um, his top players to do. So I mean, it's it's just a bad spot. But if we if we get another coach in here, how do we how do we mend that relationship with with Julius Randle as him um, being that that option? Whether it's the one, two, or three, you know, he's out there. So what, what's going to be what's going to be the uh, the what 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 is going to get him to 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 get on the right page with us? I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. I mean, like he like this is what I go back to. He should know better. Cause he's not trash. That's the most frustrating. But he knows he's not trash, though. So I mean, how do we get him right? But remember what you said to me. I believe it was like two months ago, and you said to me, the only way Julius Randle's role will change on the Knicks is if he is traded. I firmly believe that as well. I believe that because of the success that he had from the Almighty Fourth Seed, he. You like to just see all of that go shit to bed the very next season, and to see fans chanting RJ Barrett's name, chanting Obi Top's name, booing you. 
to the point where you saying, yo, I, I can't bring my son to the games because, you know, um, you know, yeah. it, you yeah, know, let, let me address that. I got kids, man. My, my kids are supposed to be in uh-huh. bed by a certain time, bro. You know, uh-huh. My kids are supposed to be in bed by 830, the latest, you know, sometimes nine o'clock, you know, but usually at nine o'clock, they're supposed to be in bed. They shouldn't be at MSG watching the basketball game with grownups drinking beers and, 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 and lot, you know, whatever, um, cocktails they drinking, you know, drunk, drunk fans. My, my, my five-year-old son should not be out there with drunk fans straight like that. You know, if I'm out, if I'm out hanging out with, with, with my wife or whatever, my, my son shouldn't be there. You know, even even if I'm playing pickup at, at the at um at the Y or something like that, or even if I'm playing like um the Urban League or something, and then there's fans in the stands and I'm I'm in, I'm in, I'm playing whatever, my five year old son should not be there. He should be in bed. You know, straight like that. The wife wants to be there, it's okay, but but they have enough money to get a sitter. That 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 kid needs to be in and um in bed. Every once in a while, maybe the early games he could be there. You know, because it's early. Excuse me, or maybe he could be there for the first half. But that boy, he got to get out of here. Halftime, you got to go home and go to bed, son. You, you know, sit, so you so I don't sleep. I don't care about him talking about like his son. Oh, my son is there. Listen, your son should be in bed, fam. It is what it is. MSG is a bar. We we've been there before. How many how many drinks did you have that, that night when you was there? You was fucked Ooh. up, I think. Yeah, I was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you, you was a little bit fucked up. I, I had a beer. The beer got to me a little bit. So I mean, there's people drinking in the stands. You know, like strangers are drinking. A little kid should not be there. But he caused it on himself. Play better. That's all. Like when I hear that excuse for Randall, I'm like, yo, come. Like, I didn't like it because I'm like, yo, bro, you sound soft, bro. You can't use your son as a shield from criticism, bro. I don't want to hear what you're talking about because there's regular people who work a nine to five who wake up stressed because they backed up and ring. So for them to hear you talk about that, and cable costs like 150 for two boxes in one crib. So you think that guy, regular guys, going to hear that bullshit excuse from you? They don't really want to hear that from you. Yeah, and then also too, like like with the whole dumbs down stuff, and, and like oh, you guys are blowing and this and the other. Listen, man, you know, the, like um, we we pay the salary. If if we didn't if we didn't care as much as we cared, he wouldn't have thirty million dollars a year. You know, if if uh, if it was back to to the seventies when nobody cared, like it, it, did you did you watch um any of that that Lakers um show us on Showtime? Yes, when I did. Is, and I was very surprised at the way how Jerry West was treating um Magic Johnson. Well, he's a sore loser, you know. But but you know the the, the gist of it all is, is the reason why he was able that that guy um Jerry, what's his name, Bus, Doctor Bus. Yeah. yeah, the reason why he was able to to get the Lakers is because the um the league was in shambles. Nobody wanted to buy a team, so that that's why he was able to scrap money together and um uh, and, and buy the Lakers off that off that guy or whatever. And, and the dude was like, fine, I'll take it because he had marital problems. It's crazy. Like that's, that's who was owning these, the, these teams, guys that had barely had money. They had millions, but they barely had enough to sustain these teams. The whole league was about to be bankrupt. If magic and bird didn't come to the league, you know, you know what I'm saying? So like we, we go from points like that, you know, to, and even if you want to talk about segregation and all that stuff, we, we can get all the way up to this point, 2022. The reason why that, um, that he's able to be successful and feel like, um, you know, um, this, this, um, what do you want to call it? privilege to, to to do this? You know, throw the thumbs up and tell us to shut the fuck up and all this other shit. You know, it, it's be, it's because of us, because of, because of the fans. You know, so I mean, a lot of this stuff, you know, it, it's it's a little bit too much. It, it's, it's driving me crazy a little bit because it's like stuff that we shouldn't be talking about. You know, but one thing I, I put this up here. Man. I don't mean to, to cut that off, but yeah, the same right, guy, right. Ken, Kenneth Kenneth Hayes. He said, "I'm keeping Randall." So talk to Hayes. Um, if he wants to keep Randall, so how does this work? If we keep Randall. What do we have to do to make it work? 
that if you keep Randall, you have to fire Tibbs. No way in hell I want both of them to walk back in. All right, but listen, that, that's the thing. It's either to fire Tibbs or fire Randall. So so we chose to fire Tibbs, and now we got Randall. Now what? What now, do you do? Now, new coach that comes in here, hopefully I would love Johnny Bryant because he already been in them, them guys' ears for a couple years now, somebody that you can see. Hopefully he builds an offense where it's more functional. Um, it's no way how you – no way how you don't play Obi and Randall together. Like – major minutes like minimum a thousand minutes like how you played rj barrett with alec burks <laughs> over a thousand minutes and, and people gonna say well tips develop rj barrett he developed him. alec burks to help rj barrett's development so like it, it it's it, like come on though well, it's a thing too, because I mean, this this is what what messes up the argument too, because everybody's like they want RJ to be the man. So I mean, so now when you, when you're trying to make the make the um, connection between Randall and Tibbs and, and RJ and this and the other, it gets um, clouded because everyone keeps talking about oh RJ this RJ that RJ that, but and then like they want Julius to do that. But listen, like how, how do we how do we um, explain this to somebody like Kenny like Ken um, Hayes? They're saying that oh you guys you know basically um, you want to get Randall because y'all want RJ to be the de facto man. So, I mean, what do you do? Because, I mean, we got rid of Tibbs. Okay, now we, we kept on Randall. So how do we get uh, off that narrative? Because we have to win. You know, uh, the, the narrative alone, whether whether somebody wants RJ to, to be the man or, or Randall to be the man, it doesn't matter. Like, like you want um uh, Johnny Bryant to be in here, you know, to, to be to be the guy. But but how do you change the relationship there? And how do you change the um, the narrative out there between, those, between everything that's going on? How do you think, tame it? How do you tame I, this thing? I think, first of all, I think – First of all, it starts with Randall actually showing some accountability. That's one. But two, actually, a lot of uh, just apologize. If he could come out and just apologize for this season and say, y'all, I'll be better next season and take ownership of everything that's been happening this season, um, I think it starts there, just actually, like, opening his mouth and, and speaking to Nick fans like that. Um. Also, just looking at game tape, understanding your dog, you don't need to you, you don't need to do everything no more. Nobody gives a oh a genuine Nick fan, a genuine person. We never and, and you don't even have to be genuine to feel this way. Like you can just be a, a, a Nick fan, any type of Nick fan. Coming into this season, Randall got his money already. He did his job. He got us to he got almighty force he did his job he got paid off of that this year for him it was never it was never about the stats this year you didn't need the average 20 and 10 this year you don't need about it's, it's not about stats now it's about winning you got all these new quick pieces on this team how about you play the backseat role you got all-star right you got paid already the next thing gave you 160 plus million brody you got paid already. How about you take a back seat and understand, okay, I got this shooter, I got this guy, I got this guy. I don't even need to hold the ball no more. Let me let me try to play off the ball. Let me try to move off the ball. You don't even move off the fucking ball. That's coaching. Man. Horrible off the That's ball. That's coaching. The coaching the coach doesn't want him to move off the ball. But that it goes with coaching too. But at the same time, I see Obi cutting to the rim. I've seen Deuce McBride cut into the room. Sometimes it's a warning. I could I could blame it's on tips too. 
because Tibbs' offense is straight garbage. But Listen, I, I never see, I never well. see Ob, I never see Ob cutting to the rim. I never see, um, you know, anybody cutting to the rim. The Knicks don't run the offense that way. Only I, when Julius is not there. Very, very, very. It's seldom I see cuts to the rim. Just like I said, I seen Deuce cut to the rim a couple times last game. I see Ob cuts. With the Julius rim. there though, with Julius on the, on the court, these guys be cutting to the rim. No. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't happen. But listen, man, the, the thing, thing when I'm going here, because like you, you want to put it all on Randall, right? So, I mean, it's it's kind of unrealistic because you, you're saying that he want, you wanted to make a public apology to, to the fans. That's nah, not nah, it's not. Nah, my, the main culprit is tips. But, but he's gone. He's gone, right. though. We fired yeah, him. Like, I, yeah, like, I, I, I'm done with tips. But when I, when I say, like, Randall, public apology, when I say public apology, I'm not talking about, like, Specifically about those shut the fuck up comments that that thumbs down comment. Just apologize for having a terrible garbage ass season. That's all. Like we, like we expected better than this year, bro. We expected better than this year. You the team's best player. That's out of respect. So what about New Orleans as well? Should New Orleans as well apologize too? Yo, stop playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> You see what I'm trying to say? Like it don't make no sense. Like, like, well, like Nerlens Noel should apologize too. Like it, it don't make no sense. These guys, like, t- truthfully, these guys don't have to apologize for nothing. What what they need to do, like the the front office needs to have the exit meetings, right? They need to have an exit meeting. They need to have a real exit meeting. They need to be like, listen, Julius Randle, you, you, this is you, man. Look, look at, let's look at film. We're gonna play a tape to you. Look at all this shit that you was doing this year. You need to figure it out. You need, to, you need to go see. This is what we suggest. Go see a sports psychologist. You know what I'm saying? Go work on this, work on that. Listen, we, we want you to play off the ball next 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 season. We want RJ to this. This is what we want. You know, and then we're gonna we're gonna look to add a point guard. We're gonna look to add this. We're gonna fire Tom Thibodeau. We're gonna push John Johnny Bryant there. Johnny Bryant's gonna be in the room. This is how I want to play, Johnny Bryant. Just you know, Johnny Bryant got to tell Julius how he wants to play, and, that, and that's that's it. That's that's how that's how you do you do that. You 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 change the um, the stuff going on in there. But at at the bottom at the bottom line, Julius Randle has to be the one to do that. So I mean, when um when the when the going gets rough, um you know all that stuff is out the window because Julius Randle loses control of himself. You know you know what I'm saying. So it, it comes it comes back to like should we should we fire um, uh, Tibbs or or Randall? Uh, Cully said it at first. Both of these motherfuckers gotta go. Tim Tom Thibodeau gotta go and, and Julius man. That's what it comes down to. So, um, I would love both of them to go. My only thing is this: the Knicks and um. Right. Oh, I love Ken- Kenneth. Kenneth on fire. He 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 on fire. He tried it tonight. Kenneth on fire. What is so when you say hand RJ everything? No, but listen to what he said. He said, um, he said that you're saying that you want to hand RJ everything, but why not see him take it? Why not let him take it? He's taking it since January first. <laughs> you see him taking 17 shots per game this year. He's actually taking. It's times where I'll say, damn, RJ, tone it back a bit. Like, you, you shooting the damn ball too much. But at the same time, I could understand why he was doing that. At Around that same time, that was when Randall was really shitting the bag, right? And somebody had to step up. You see, Evan Fournier was still – Evan Fournier was shooting, shooting the lights out all season long. But he can't be the man got to take the ball home. It, it, you get what I'm saying? Like, it got to be somebody. So I respect RJ for doing it. Also, RJ never say, shut the F up. You don't get into no problems with, with RJ and the family on the social media. They You don't even know, hear about his girl. But you know, RJ did say shut the fuck up, actually, though. Who? 
RJ did say shut the fuck up though. Yeah, but you know his his, his shut the fuck up. <laughs> to the fans, I mean it's the same shit though. He said he didn't say it to he the whole crowd, but he said it, huh? He said it to a Knicks fan. Well, I, I don't know if it was a Knicks fan, but but he said it to a fan in the stands. All the fan was saying that, hey man, you're like you're like I forgot. I don't know if he said it's plus or minus, or you told him that he was like whatever, you know, that he needs to step it up or whatever. That's all he said. He didn't say nothing nothing crazy to him. And then, you know, he went crazy. I don't want to play the whole thing because I, I need to edit it down. This is kind of long, the video. But I'll play it anyway. Well, that's, oh, well, that's not the right oh. one. I think <laughs> yeah, I deleted that, it. Where is that? that? Good, <laughs> I think I deleted it. Let me see. No, that's right here. You know, I, I got a problem with that too, man. It's, it's, it's just as bad as as um Julius. Julius was was a little bit more dramatic, but it's still the yeah. same thing, though. I mean, hey, you. I, I, I mean, hey, I, we gotta know if that was like at home or away. If it is away, then I would give him a pass. But Randall really told Nick fans as Nick Nation like to shut the fuck up. That, and you wanna yeah. know what's funny about that? Do you hear the interviews these kids is having now, and like the specific wording? That they be saying in these interviews. First of all, they always quickly and RJ and all those young guys. They always talk about the fans first, aka I watched what Julius Randle did. I'm not going to make the same mistake, right? Oh, um, you see how RJ says, you know, leadership, social media doesn't bother me. This, that, and the third, and it's like, and you see it today with a Mark Burner report. Well, not even Mark Burner, but you can see it on the court if you're watching the Knicks right now. That you know. Maybe his teammates don't respect him like that no more. But it, I can't put a finger on it. So Julius Randle, if he's done for this season, his three-year Nick career, 21 points per game, 10 rebounds, five assists, three turnovers, almost a steal, 44% from the field, 34% from three, 77% from a free throw, negative uh, 255, and a 93 and 114 record. So – that was his last time uh, suiting up for a Nick uniform, which I'm kind of hoping it is. Once a Nick, always a Nick. He's welcome to come to the cookout, but he might have to stay away from me because I might balk on him first, ask him why he didn't why he didn't pass the ball much. <laughs> well, listen, man. You know, RJ. I just want to talk about this RJ thing. He said it was only one fan in Detroit. Uh, he was like RJ was directing um, to one fan. But listen, if if he's telling, hey, you're watching me, right? You're watching me, right? So shut the fuck up. So listen, um. I'm standing there too, so he's not talking to me. He's talking to to the other guy, but he is talking to me. You know, he's, he's like, "You watching me, right?" So shut the fuck up. So, so me, I'm out of my business, right? You know, it's like, "Oh, you, are you telling me to shut the fuck up too?" It's like somebody say, "Yo, man, like, um, ain't nobody gonna say nothing to me. Ain't nobody gonna, ain't nobody gonna do nothing to me." So you know, how people like to monologue. They they mad at one person, but then they say out loud, "Yeah, ain't nobody gonna say nothing to me. Ain't nobody gonna do shit. Ain't nobody gonna do shit." So uh, wait a second, you you're talking to me now? Calm the fuck down. You know, don't don't get me involved in the shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that, it's the same thing to me. That, that's how I perceive that, you know, the whole RJ thing. You know, but, you know, like like I, like, like I'm trying to say, I, I don't want to make put it, the players against each other. But this this yeah. Julius Randle thing, let, let, let's talk about that. Let's say let's say if we keep Tom Thibodeau, but we trade Julius Randle. Now, now what with that? Well, I, I'll, get, I'll start it off then because, um, you know, if anything, you know, the, the one thing about Tom Thibodeau, right, and this, and this is not a credit to Tom Thibodeau. 
this is always this is always gonna be a credit to these young players. Um, they, these young players never stop playing hard for this kid, for, the, for this guy. That is right. Yes. Yeah, they never stop playing hard for these for, for Tom Thibodeau. But that's not because of Tom Thibodeau, though. I think that's because of um, the, the what Julius Randle is made of. Not Julius Randle. What RJ is made out of. What IQ is made out of. What Obi is made out of. What Quentin Grimes is made out of. What Deuce McBride is made out of. You know, all these guys here, with those five guys, are even Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims gets emasculated every single game, but that, that kid is running back and forth on offense and defense, going crazy every single night. Got you know it. what I'm saying? Got to thank um... – the assistant coaches, too, the guys who's in the background who we don't see because players usually talk to assistant coaches more than they talk to the actual head coach. I don't and get that either, man. Well, don't you, don't you, do you have a problem with that? I got a big problem with that. A problem with what? Like the, the – the, go ahead. Well, they, they were saying that, that Tom Thibodeau don't even talk to his assistants at all. You know, he, don't, he, he don't refer to them. I got a huge problem with that. I yeah. think – I'm giving you an example, right? Ever since Mike Woodson left, something left Woodham. <laughs> you gonna say something about the Knicks offense left with Mike Woodson, Bernie? I don't know what it is, but them got them guys in the background, bro. Is those guys is important, and I think like Woody brought something to that offense that accountability. I think it was accountability, and listen, like the kids. Yo, these guys is all been they all been playing well. Not listen, man. I'm I'm with you, dog. All right, fuck Tibbs. Now I can't give Tibbs no credit because he's the reason why the season is ruined anyway, because he's a 64-year-old clown. But um uh quickly right now, right now it's 23rd all time on the Knicks three-pointer list. <laughs> 23rd, that's funny. The next effective field goal percentage leaders this season is Jericho Sims and Mitchell Robinson, which is interesting. Um, total steals plus blocks this season. You got Jaron Jackson Jr., Robert Covington, and whoop de doo You got Mitchell Robinson. That's third. Um, over the second half of the season, only one player in the league dished out more than 80 assists, knocked down more than 43 pointers, yet committed fewer than 25 turnovers. whoop de doo Um, Emmanuel quickly. Um, also, quickly is the second youngest with a triple double coming off the bench as well. You see Mark Jackson on that list, and you see RJ Barrett since All Star break just averaging a quiet twenty four. So, you see the young guys developing because you know I, I think all the background stuff is, is how they've been developing, and it's a testament to the young guys, man. Look, uh, Walt Perrin got a nice collection of young guys. Who mindsets are the same? They all work well together. Um, none of them really seems redundant. Only ones that seems really redundant is probably Mitch and Jericho Sims, but that's a, a talk for another day. And um, you know, even RJ Barrett said it. So RJ Barrett, I think I believe I sent you a tweet. Um, RJ Barrett talked about the young core, talked about how the guys we play well together and. In this that, and third, so you know that we got a nice dynamic brewing, nice dynamic brewing. And, yep, basically, nah, picks have been working out so far. And this is um answering a question about basically tanking. Um, the Knicks was never going to lose games on purpose, and basically they don't care about their draft slot. 
um, hey, man, they disagree with me. I wanted the tank, but kudos to them, man. I respect it. Yeah, RJ looked like a guy who he'll probably get fed up with winning, but no. I mean, fed up with a lot of losing, actually. That's what I meant to say. So, well, I mean, you know, that, that's 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 another podcast for the different day because, I mean, you know, KP, why, why did we get rid of KP? Because KP walked in there and said, listen, man, you guys are not doing what you're supposed to do. You know, so then the, the Knicks said, okay, bye. Yep. You know, so what if, what if RJ was to do that? I don't think he will because I think I think that these young guys they believe in each other. The group believes in each other. Yeah. You know, so that that's important. You know, so I mean, you know, just to circle back, man, when we were saying about the Woodson thing, because that's the last comment here. Flyboy, you said um, you would think that Mike Woodson was the real coach. But I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure, you know, if he's being sarcastic or what's going on with that. But yeah. but um, you know, Mike, Mike Woodson was 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 the real coach, not the real coach, but was was um was the accountability factor for Tom Thibodeau. Because um, you know, he doesn't talk to no no coaches, right? But if Woodson comes through, Woodson is gonna be like, listen, you sitting in my chair, fam. So you're gonna listen to what I have to say about this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that that's that used to be my chair. You know, you know what I'm saying? So and then and Tom Tibble gotta listen to Woodson, because if he don't, you know, Woodson could possibly have taken 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 his chair. You know, but you know, he went on to go to college and this that, and the other. But I mean, that's the main thing. We we need um a better a bigger branch between the coaching staff and Tom Thibodeau in order for it to make it work. Now on the flip side. You know, ever since Julius Randle's been out, the Knicks' whole offense has been different. You know, we have to play different now because we don't have the um the personnel to play that he wants to play the way that he wants to do. But but now you got um Burks in in, in RJ's role, and now you got RJ and and Rand in Randle's role. So he keeps going to that too. He kept going to that um in the last couple games and stuff. Let's see the last two losses against Charlotte, and I forgot what the other uh, loss was. They, they, he kept going back to the same Julius Randle type plays. You know and you know, I think that's 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 going to be the, the the death of us. No matter how we develop or how we, um, you know, get another player in here or whatever, you know, getting players in here, we, he's still going to have us going back to that hero bullshit, dribble handoffs and let the uh, let the guys um take us out of games. You know, so you know, uh, you know, it's it's, it's annoying because I mean, if if we trade, if we get rid of if we get rid of Julius Randle and Tom Thibodeau, now we kind we kind of pull each other back so far that it's like, you know, what do we do next? You know, of course Johnny Bryant should be the one to to lead us after that point but like i would hate to go that far back you know well i think i think we might have to just do that man i don't don't think it's going that far back only if you keep some continuity in there yeah i think that's what it is um you can't hide now in that type of situation where you trade randall and you fire tips you kind of gotta you kind of got to promote somebody on the staff <laughs> you can, because if now if you bring in somebody new, new, now you really kind of because that coach is going to say, well, I want I want so and so and so. And I, I I don't like so and so and so. Yeah. When you Ryan, it's like he's been visible for so many years. <coughs> and I don't know. That's my <laughs> I want a guy who's I, I don't really want to have a hard, a long coaching sky. I, I don't I I see Brian and Brian a lot. I see RJ talking to him a lot. I see quickly talking to him a lot. I see Mitch talking to him a lot. He talks to every single young player on the team. He's the one that the yeah. Randall slapped the um whole laptop. He was the one that walked up and Randall grabbed him, you know, and, and, and walked him away a little bit. So yeah, no that, that that's my pick. But overall, like, damn, I would I 
I will definitely fire Tibbs before trading Randall, but it's not realistic. So I'm just all in on just trading Randall because somebody got to be a fall guy this year. So, and you know Tibbs, and you, come on, let's be real. Like, Leo Rose has the cojones to fire his mans for 20 years, or would he rather send his CAA client to a place where he could flourish at? Which one is more probable? Did you trade in Julius Randle is more prob- probable? So that's the that's the one I'm going with first. But yo, it, if they fire Tim's and King Randle, I wouldn't bat an eye. I, <laughs> I wouldn't no. bat an eye. Truthfully, man, I- the main thing is anybody you bring here, and I hear you mention this a lot. Any point guard you bring here, any new players you bring in here, you'll have to play in Tim's offense. Think like we on, you know, we gonna see something different. Yeah, basically, it's gonna be Tom Thibodeau's offense. That like Tom Thibodeau don't don't trust his point guards to do to run the offense as long as Julius Randle's here. So I mean, that's that's the big thing. And so I mean, if Tom Thibodeau is gonna be the coach, you have to give it to Julius Randle just because you have to to save um, Tom Thibodeau from himself. And as you can see, like every 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 Knicks fan, every even even if um you believe in Julius and whatever, you would agree. That that the the Knicks are pl- are playing good with with the young guys in the group the way that they're playing they're playing really good with them, you know you know what I'm saying so we, we need to we we just need to we need to build on what's working, and and the only way to save Tom Thibodeau is, is um is 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 to get rid of Julius Randle, we just have to do it. Yeah, that because it justifies. Like for for yeah. me personally, I don't know about you, but for just. For me personally, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a fan out here who's listening to this and be like, yo, stay, I'm gonna agree with you on this, but that's the only way you could justify bringing Tibbs back. That's the only way you could justify bringing Tibbs back or not training Julius Randle. Look, man, you know, Tibbs, he didn't, he didn't like the way he did this season or Julius Randle, you know, we had to get Julius out of here at this time, but something got to happen. Like, I, I need a change. Well, check this out. Let me let me let me throw this at you. This is from 1987-88, right? So this is the Detroit Pistons. You can see on on the screen there that they, they were 54 and 28. They finished first in the Central Division. Uh, they lost in in the NBA Finals to the Lakers that year. They lost. They said literally, it said they lost NBA Finals three to four to the Los Angeles excuse me, Los Angeles Lakers. So anyway, who did they have on on their roster? If you if you take it out, take a look out here. Um, let's, I'm gonna just click games game started just so you can see who's there. Um, they had um, Bill Lambert, they had Joe Dumars, they had um, you know Isaiah Thomas, of course. They had Rick Mahorn, they had um, Adrian Dantley. So this is the guy I'm highlighting. Adrian Dantley, they had just went to the NBA Finals. They lost to, to the Lakers. They could have won, but they but Adrian Dantley was the was the guy that um that was their scapegoat on their team. He was their Julius Randle. He was that guy that scored a lot. You know, he's a big time scorer in this league. Thirty two. He was thirty two years old, but he still was like. Like one of the the greatest scores that ever played a game up, up you know, at that point, history wise, I'm talking about one of the greatest scores. So in order for them to get to the next level, um, if you want to talk about scapegoat or anything like that, he was the one that had to go because the next year, fast forward to the next year, 80, 88, 89, they actually won the championship against the Lakers, swept them. Um, um, who was on their roster? I'll, I'll do the same thing again. Game started. Um, take a look. Uh, Adrian Dantley, he got traded halfway through the through the year. You know, so he got traded halfway through. They traded him for for Mark Aguirre. You know, what I'm saying so hit them. They're making that trade for Angie and Danley to bring Mark Aguirre. He's a, that he was the another step. talented scorer. Yeah, but probably Mark Aguirre probably bought in real fast. Um, yeah, but then he averaged like twenty six on the Mavericks. 
If I'm not yeah, mistaken. he was a big time scorer over there, but but he had the on the balls within himself to come to another situation and take a, a back seat, big mm-hmm. time back seat. You know, because because um this this doesn't really tell the whole story because um what's the name um uh um what's his name um uh, Dennis Rodman actually started a lot of these games, especially in the playoffs and stuff that year. Mm. You know, so Mark Jackson even went to the bench for for that Detroit Pistons team in order for them to win. You know, but Adrian Daly wasn't doing that. Adrian Daly was like, listen, I'm the man. I, I got to get all the all the shots and this, that, and the other. That's why they lost. That's why they weren't able to get over the top. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Julius Randle, like, like as far as scapegoats are concerned, it's not really scapegoats. You have to just look to to move forward. Like, look at the Toronto Raptors. They had um, DeRozan, you know, to bring it back to, to now. They had DeRozan. They had Lowry, right? So, right. in order for them to get to the next level, they had to get rid of DeRozan. Even though DeRozan was there, was there Michael Jordan over there. A lot of, you know, RJ looked up to him as a kid growing up. You know, he was that that big star for their franchise. They had to get rid of that star in order to get to where they needed to go. And they traded him for Kawhi Leonard, and then the rest is history with that. You know, a lot of luck came along with that. But, you know, you, you don't get that that good juju unless you clean up the other stuff that's going on, man. So I, I think, um, you know, rather than um, Julius being like a scapegoat, looked at as being a scapegoat, he just needs to go somewhere else. And we just need to get somebody else here that's going to fit in what we're doing. You know, and right now what we're doing currently without Julius Randle, I think it's the right thing. I think this is the right path that we need to go. But we need to be careful, get Julius Randle out of here and bring somebody else in here that's going to fit in what we're doing, you know, what works with this current group. Yeah, don't, yeah, just, yeah, I'm not, like, if you're going to trade him, get something, get something of value back. Like, don't, don't just trade him just to trade him. I think that's the main thing with me. Like, get something of value back. Either it's Portland's uh one of their lottery picks, um Jalen Brunson in a in a sign and trade, um something just just bring something of value back because you know for me I personally want I want a starter that's coming back in that random deal. I want a starter. If you can't give me a starter, I want a, a lottery pick because if Randall averaged 20, 10, and 5, hmm, what would I want to replace him with? I would trade him for a point guard. And then I would start Obi Toppin and try to justify the reason why I drafted Obi Toppin 8. That's what I would try to do, try to manage my assets. But then you also got to think, too, like, is quickly good enough to be a starting point guard? He, he actually has been playing really good. You know, but you have to play a certain way in order for quickly to, to be successful. The way that we're playing now, you know, quickly, this is this is how quickly should be used. You know, you know what I'm saying? So so what do you do from what do you do from here now? You know, with, with this that's, that's the interesting thing because quickly, yes, he got a triple dub. He was coming off the bench. Quickly has been excelling off the bench. Do you really want to take that firepower off the bench and do you want to start him? I mean, shit, I could see quickly starting at the point guard. Do I view quickly as a point guard? Hell fucking no. Like, I dislike calling him the word point guard. I think he's combo guard. But quickly has been playing well, playing great defense. I mean, it's tough, man. It's tough. Like, who are the options out there? Do you prefer to start Jalen Brunson over Emmanuel quickly? I'm going to keep it a 1,000 with you. I don't. I'd rather just go with Quigley if that was the case. If the mm. option is Jalen Brunson, $20 million, I'd rather allocate that money somewhere else. 
Absolutely. I think everybody's on the same page with that at this point. Some people still go off. They say, oh, Jalen Brunson. But you're right about that. I mean, that's a whole podcast with itself, too. But because mm-hmm. I mean, like, why would you waste the twenty million dollars when you got a guy that's just as good on 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 the bench? So when if you get Jalen here playing him twenty, you're gonna split minutes, but quickly don't make no sense. And then on top of that, you still got fourteen million dollars going to Rose, and you still got Deuce McBride on the roster. So you know it'll make it'll make no sense to 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 um, invest in the point guard situation. And we got so many. We got like yeah, I just mentioned quickly Rose and Deuce. We can't have all three of them on the bench. We got to go with somebody. You know, just roster building wise, we got to go with somebody. Somebody got to start. And for me, so now many of things could happen. Now, a situation that I would love like Jalen Brunson in is, let's say, for example, like we get a, let's say, for example, we get the one pick. I'm just, because I'm trying to put that energy out there that the Knicks get a top four pick for not tanking this year on purpose. But let's say we get the one pick. Donovan's not for sale. They they, they traded Willie Gobert. So, you know, we can't look at Donovan Mitchell way. So the brass says, you know what, yo, we're going to keep the one pick, right? Let's say the Knicks be like, yo, you know what? We're going to go uh, Bonchero, right? Um, so in that idea, that's when you go get me a guy like Brunson because now he's, he's seasoned. He is the seasoned point guard. Palau, he young. RJ Young, so you get another guy like that, Jalen Brunson, and then that's when I, I hire his dad, bring his dad on the stab. That's when I'm going CAA mode crazy. I'm just going all in. But that's only if we get that pick. Because I wouldn't mind Brunson in that type of situation. I think he would flourish in that type of situation. All right, but you got Brandon Charles, so what happens with Obi? I'll play him together. <laughs> if it was me, if it was me, I'll play him. They don't play the same. They don't play nothing alike. So I I, so who's the center? Who's your center in that situation? Oh. Because oh. now you, you can't draft Brian Charles and say, hey, listen, play center for me now. That's that that's not no, good. Fuck, no, no, fuck, no. And but then you can't put you can't have Brian Charles there and, and then tell me that his his um center is Obi Toppin. No, you can't. So for me. I think there's ways you could play Bonchero and Obi together. I think a, a coach like Nick Nurse would try to do it. My thing with Bonchero is you can't have him and Julius Randle on the same roster. Like, that is a no, no, no. But it depends on how the Knicks feel. You feel he's a four? You feel like he's a three? Like, how do you want to play him? I think Bonchero is better on the perimeter. I would personally play him at small four. I don't know. That's just me. But if they see him as a four – then it depends. If he's playing the four, who's my five? That is a good question. Well, this guy Flyboy, Flyboy is, is our co-star today. He's saying that that um that that um Branchero is a small forward at six ten. I don't see small forward in him at all. You know, but let's play that game. If if is a small forward, you play Obi Top at um a power forward. Um, then then what do we do with that? God, give me a who gonna be the seven. Can Mitchell Robinson be the center? But then that's why you got to get a guy like Jalen Brunson. You got you got to get a guy to navigate all that. That's too much navigating. That's yeah, you want to talk about defensively. I don't think um, Brand Charles. I, I don't think it's a good idea to make him a small forward in the NBA. I think that you need to like you need to play him in in the power role and you know from the from the get go. Let him be the um power forward. He's a he's a prototypical NBA 2022 um power forward. You know, so I, that's that's my thing. My thing. You can't draft a guy and say, hey, um, I'm gonna have you play point guard now. That's the same thing, same situation with Burks. 
Brooks is not a point guard, but Tom Thibodeau's like, hey, I like defense, so guess what? Brooks is my point guard. Only because um, Brooks has a good handle, you know? We can't do that. Palau handle for his age and his size is too elite for you not to want to even try him on the perimeter. Like, I would play him next to – like, let's say let's say we got Palau, right? I would play him next to RJ and – who's a 3 and D guy right now? Uh, a guy like Dylan Brooks, something like that. Like one of those type of guys. You need – Flexibility. Oh, who's a three and D guy? Um, shit. Who, who comes to my mind first? I would play him next to a crime like Danny Green, RJ Barrett. Like you need two, you need two good wings, but you need a floor spacing wing that can play some defense. It's it's me, but he's so versatile. I play him at the three, the four, the five. I, I run, run, so I, I mean, where does RJ play? Everywhere you can play RJ at the two, the three. That it is so See, that, that's a that's the big that's a big problem. Like because you have to have solid you gotta solidify guys in spots. You can't say, Oh, I can play him here, I can play him, here, I can play him here. But listen, when it when it comes out to playing games, now you look like Tom Thibodeau. You know what I'm saying? For you. I got a good rebuttal for you. Nick Nurse. You know why I love Nick Nurse? That man don't never stay the same. He do all types of weird 2K. Two, he he go two K mode crazy. I seen him throw a lineup out there with Scotty Barnes, um, Pascal, OG, and Anobi. Uh, who who else he had? I, I think. But look at his there. roster. He has to do that. They don't have no center over there. Yeah, but the but the vert they don't have no center, and they still got a better record than the Knicks because they're versatile. They got mad versatility. Well, bro. I'll give you this: Nick Nurse is gonna play um whoever he has, and he's gonna play play like that. You know he's gonna he's gonna have everybody you know playing on the same page. He's gonna be able to get the most out of whoever's out there. You know, Tom Tibble's not that guy. You know, so I mean, Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse's yeah. he'll throw a one three one one play, then the next play go three two zone, then the next play go one three one again. Like he he mixes and matches like with with a guy like RJ and Palau him specifically. What you could you could do all types of all types of five man liners with those two, all types of five you they them two could play with grounds. What that is? Yo, look, fly, like I said, five boys is our um our host here. He said I've seen that. That's right there. When people say that, I can't stand it because it's like everybody's seen the same shit. But people say I've seen this guy do this. I've seen like listen, it's videos. Everybody's seen it. You know. So anyway. Uh, I've seen him play point guard, and then I've seen him guard everybody else. But listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if I've seen this guy do this, but he, and he can guard this, that, and the other. When you're playing in, in, in a game, it's not one versus five. You know, it's you have to you have to allocate five guys on the court to to do certain things. You know, yeah. this is not pickup. You know what I'm saying? This is not pickup. Now, you can't have um, Ben Simmons come out there and he's the point guard, but he's also the shooting guard, the center, the power four. He's guarding everybody. But this four other guys, how do you utilize the rest of the team? That's what I'm trying to say. Because I mean, like Brad Charles, he Brad Charles could probably play all five positions. You know, if you if you if you tell him to, he he could. But should he? You know, RJ Barrett, he could play point guard, shooting guard, small forward. He could play a uh, small ball on four sometimes. But do you want him to do that? You know, like same thing with Burks. Burks could play point guard, but nobody in the hell wants him to play point guard. But why did so why so why force everybody else to do that? You know, it's all about being versatile. You don't want to play them. 
You don't go and play him at one position the whole time, the whole game. That's what I mean by just mixing and matching. Mix it up. Yo, yeah, I'll be butchering his name, bro. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, listen, I'm half Puerto Rican. I can't I can I can't pronounce any of these motherfuckers' names. I'll be I'll be butchering that man's name. But listen, it's all about versatility, bro. If you got a guy like Ranchero, bro, you can do so, yo, you can be so versatile with the lineups. Then I didn't even mention Reddish. You can get that's, a, so that's another guy too. What with the proper coach, the proper offense, you can do so many things with that. I, that type of lineup is where I say, "Yo, go get Jalen Brunson." You gotta give me somebody of somebody who's like a, a, a quarterback who won't make too many mistakes. Oh, yeah. you get um, Tyus Jones from Memphis. That boy been killing. <laughs> yeah, but oh, that's that the thing. If you get Tyus Jones, right, which which would be a good idea, then what do you do with Deuce McBride and those guys? That's what I'm trying to say. What do you do with Deuce? What do you do with Rose? And what do you do with quickly? That's the thing, man. Right? Because yeah. if you want, like I say, if you think quickly is going to be the, the guy off the bench, okay, cool. I'm good with that. And you, you got Brunson here. Okay, fine. So, but but they're going to split minutes. You know, they're going to split minutes at the point guard spot. So, what do you do with Deuce? What do you do with Rose? Somebody got to go. They all can't stay. Yo, with all due respect to Derrick Rose, I might send him off this summer, yo. With all due respect. He's one of the players I've been having a hard time, like, not just seeing, like, where does he fit next season? Because I view quickly as my backup point guard. I just told you that. Right. I think that Quentin Grimes and Reddish should play together. Those are two young wings right there. Grimes is a two. Reddish is a three. I'm looking for a starting point guard. Where the hell Derrick Rose fit in that equation? Because he's also a backup point guard right now in his career. They should just really let that man go to a contender and try to win a ring right now. Because it's not – where does he fit? And I'm not starting Derrick Rose at all next year. I'm not even entertaining that talk. Well, it comes down to everything. Where do we, you know, if we if we trade Julius Randle, we have to get value back. We you said you said that earlier. We have yes. to get back value back for him. So so if you make a trade, um, we we can't just we can't just trade him for a point guard. We can't trade him for for um for Brunson. That can't just be the only answer because once no. we do that, not, then now we still got like I said, we still got Quickie, we got Deuce, we got you know we got Rolls and you know and all this other stuff. We still got a whole bunch, and we still got um Tom Thibodeau's favorite point guard, the Burks, on the roster. So. You know, we all screwed up. You know, if we, if we make that, they make that trade. So, the front office is gonna have to figure out something else too. They, the front office themselves are gonna have to make a decision on who they want to be the on the point guard, or whatever. So, three. You only need three. You need three point guards on the roster. You know, you, you don't need seven. You know, five, five. You know, five on point guard option. You need three. You know, and then and then you fill out the roster the, the rest of the way. So, I mean, I think I think that's gonna what like the third really sleeper, but between Tom Thibodeau and Julius Randle getting rid of both of them. If we get rid of Julius and we keep Tibbs, which I think is probably what's gonna happen, um, you, you still you have to rescue Tom Thibodeau from himself. You got to delete some of these um these options for him at point. You know, because I mean, if we keep Burks, I think Burks is gonna be the starting point guard next year. Yeah, I will lose my. Yeah, I will lose my fucking mind if that happens. She shit like that. I have people uninvested. Like you can't do stuff like that. You can't. That that's not, you, Tim's already been slapping me in my face all season with this having me watch six different teams this season. I'm watching 
different offense. I watched the Kimberlet offense. I watched the Julius Randle-centric offense. I'm watching the R.J. Barrett-centric offense now, and I'm watching quickly. Some got to give. Yeah, Something gotta, gotta give. Yeah, we right here, you know, Eddie just brought it up, man. This is this is my trophy that I bought myself from last year for the nothing but Knicks uh fantasy championship. I won it last year. Guess who won this year? Go ahead. You know, because you because you in the same league. I won this year too. So I won two years in a row with the with the nothing but Knicks league. This year for my league, I I was third place in my 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 league this year. Oh, you know, because of injuries, but everybody's injured at this time of um year because I was injured a lot. For the for the um, Dianics podcast, I mean, I mean, uh, the nothing but Knicks league, but I still won that motherfucker. So two years in a row, I, I you know, I'm, I'm feeling to go on one of their shows just so I could, um, I can ruin the show and just talk my <laughs> shit about me be winning champ back to back championships, man. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> yeah, this guy here, man. Um, so who's the this motherfucker? Who's the? Do we have to do 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 you still want to listen to that that? That other that between we got into, or, or or you just want to get right into all the whole, well, the hot subject right now, the whole Zion thing. Do you want to get into that, or do you want to start get into the um the thing I sent you earlier about with the Berman thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go. I'll play it. You know, if if anybody can see the screen here, the video is playing. There's no sound yet, but if you look on the right-hand side, I blocked Berman, okay? You know what I'm saying? So when he makes posts, I don't see any of this shit because I don't want to see it, to tell you the truth. I don't want to see anything that that he that Berman has to say, you know? So that, that it is what it is there. But listen, I, I'll play it because State wants me to. And and for, for not for nothing, I, I kind of agree with what Berman is saying here. So let, let me just – let me um let me put this on the screen here. Let me mute it for a second so I can get it get it right. So I got I got it muted here. So let me let me let me get it together. So I mean I I rarely let me just play it. Yeah, it's been stunning how poorly he has led this team after last season. And RJ Barrett is right now the leader of this team. And you know obviously Randall handles the ball too much and his three point shooting went down. But I feel that. Teammates don't respect him anymore. Mm-hmm. In fact, and I've written this on the road, he doesn't even participate in the pregame starting lineup introduction. He's in the back warming up. That's crazy. Uh, and it, it's just been a stunning reversal. And when you when Ian mentioned that RJ Barrett has handled the New York market uh, impeccably, it's just the opposite for Julius. Since he became an all-star, you know, going into the season, he has handled it very poorly. And I think Nick's brass is concerned on how he, he has handled himself as the number one guy. And that's why they're going to probably try to move on from him if there is a good deal on the table. Yeah, so I know you heard it. I hope, hopefully everybody else heard that shit too. I mean, but, you know, it's it's not not really an exclusive report. It's like we've already seen it because of all this antics on the, on the basketball court. You can see it. You know, we we um we was talking about it um the other day with, with all with all these pictures here with um with his um by bad body language. You know, you pointed out here, you can see R.J. Barry looking at him. You know, it, you know he, he guy needs to go. We don't need a a, a beat writer telling him to stop. We already know that already. 
but you know everything that he's saying it makes sense you know like you know the the, the front staff i think they're they're all arguing with each other behind the scenes you know trying to get everybody on the same page listen man we need to move off from this guy this is not it you know we, we cannot move on, on with a, as a franchise with this dude as the number one option and i'm quite sure they're having the same conversation listen if um if we get rid of um julius you know or if we if we get rid of tom Tibble, we still got julius so we got to get rid of, we got to deal with that but if we get rid of julius then we still got tom Tibble, we still got to deal with him so we're between a rock and a hard place man with, with this stuff so you know really both of these guys got to go man if, if we really if we really and truly want to get past all the drama we got to we got to get rid of both of them but we have to be very careful on how we just move on from it because you know we have to get the right thing going on here we can't you know, we, we can't ruin, um, you know, the chemistry and, and the building and the leadership that these young guys are, are forming together. You know, we have to add to it. Yeah, that's the main thing. I listen to oh, it's this podcast. I listen to Knuckleheads a lot with Q Rich and those yeah. guys. And one of the main things they always say is, damn, man, I wish management kept, kept, um, kept us together. Because remember, they was on the young um, Clippers team. Now, I remember that team because I used to play NBA Live 2000. So that team that was, was a killer. Team. If you played, if you played that that on 2K with the Clippers, they were a freaking killer to play to play with, man. They was they were real good, talent wise, you know. Of course, and that's when that's when 2K that's when Live had four icons. So you my age, you know, they had like a, a lock icon, the dunk icon with the foot. I think they had a three-point icon with a basketball. They had another icon. I forget it. But, you know, they always say, I wish management kept us together. We was growing that chemistry. We was getting that camaraderie together. I wish they just added, like, two, three vets and let us just grow and let us just simmer and work it up. So I would like the Knicks to do that for once, at least, man. Just do – just think about – the team for once it's not like the fan base is well the fan base well not a lot of the fan base but it's not like most of the fan base they be more logical than the goddamn management and tips i didn't yeah. see tweets on on nick twitter that's smarter than our management <laughs> so they got to step it up man I mean, we we really we we really um study this thing, you know. Tom Till, you know, like that's another thing too. When somebody was saying like, oh yeah, but he wasn't talking to you, um, Iru, that that that's just the New Yorker in you. But listen, if Tom Thibodeau was saying, listen, you guys need to study and this that, and the other, you know, like how much studying do you need to do? These these guys, that we're we're at um what game seventy eight right now? And you're talking about that? Oh, we need to study, watch the game four or five times. But listen, watching the game four or five times does not help does not help you presently in the game. You know, you're watching the game and you watch 70, 78 games, right? And you still can't make a make a decision about how to how to run this team. You know, you know, saying so you need to watch the game four or five times in order to figure it out. You know, 70, 78 games. So listen, so all right, at this point, um, um, Tom Tito said, "Yo, you got to watch the game twice, three, four times, right, in order to understand." So you mean to tell me he watched the game, watched all these games seventy eight times four, and if he, and if he did that. You know, I, like I, I don't even know the math. Let, let's let's do the math. What what is that like? Like, oh, let's say like four hundred times. Let's say you watched four hundred Nick games this year, right? And you mean to tell me that you still can't get a fucking grip on this roster? You know, like and now now you know why people tell you to shut the fuck up and and you a fucking idiot, old piece of shit, and all this other stuff. That's why people tell you that because listen, you cannot you 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 cannot you cannot con a con artist, man. New York New York is a con artist. You watch these games four hundred times. Right, and you mean to tell me that after Game Seventy Eight, you still don't know what the fuck is going on? I don't, I don't know what to say. It's not Minnesota, bro. 
I think that's the main thing. Like, I think I think they Nick Manager and those guys, they read comments, they read Twitter, they see what fans say about Tim. So when Tim's go to oh man, nobody knows what go what's going on outside our locker room. Motherfucker is showing on the garden floor. We can clearly see the shit. And obviously, people who really love the Knicks who do these shows and do this podcast, obviously we watch the fucking game twice. Even when I don't even want to watch the game, I still got to watch it sometimes again, just to make sure my eyes ain't deceiving me. So I know this motherfucker who's 64 didn't watch the shit more than 400 times, like you said. So this, this, this whole idea that I'll bring it up again, saying a little lie shit about, you know, Obi's a, a backup quarterback. Stop disrespecting your young guys. Say a little shit like, Oh, we ain't got another option at point guard. Who I'm not dumb, bro. It's not Minnesota, bro. It's not the where's Minnesota? The Midwest. It's not Midwest. This is New York, bro. I think this Eastern. I think this the East River, bro. It's yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's the East River. <laughs> you know, he they he gotta stop that gaslighting bullshit, man. He gotta they stop. Tibbs is. Yeah, I don't want to say what I really want to say about him, but. I really want him fired. And it's kind of disrespectful to our intelligence to see how well these kids is playing when you could have done this about 40 games ago and nobody would have said a word. If he would have switched it up, nobody would have said a word. If quickly eight turnovers while he was starting start, starting that point guard for 40 games straight, you think we would have batted? Nobody would have said a word. Yeah, I mean that that should have been it. When 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 Kemble was out of here, um, quickly should have been the starting point guard. It that's the end of it right there, you know. But we didn't do that, no. you know. So I mean that's strike one against him. And then we waited all this time. Burks was started. Then then he put on um, Walker back in the game. And when, once he put Walker back in, we should have fired him. I think you know what I'm saying? We should have fired him at that point because listen, now now you now you fooling around. And then he didn't want to take Walker out. So I mean, like how many the, the, right there? That's three different that's three different seasons right there. You know, and then then Walker um, takes himself out, you know, and then now Brooks is back starting to point guard again. Now that's a fourth season. Now um, Julius Randle is hurt. Now we in the fifth season now. So I mean, I mean, this well, is this is on. crazy, man. Remember the, remember the reddish trade too. So the reddish now, trade. So now you did the reddish trade. So now this is how I knew like management and say this is another thing how you know like dirty laundry is coming out and these guys is not on the same page. Management trades a first round pick. Reddish and they trade Knox. Obviously, Knox wasn't getting minutes under Thibodeau because he thinks Alec Burks is great and Evan Fournier is great. So trade a first for Cam Reddish. You know, you got nice young wing. You get RJ Barrett. Oh, she we was campaign campaigning for Reddish. You DMP him for Alec Burks. Then he said. We're not eliminated, so we're eliminated. Die hard. I said the season was done three months ago, bro. Yeah, but at, at the point that he said, yo, we already got our rotation, so I don't see a place for Cam Reddish to play. Who? When people say to me, certain things like, oh, they got to compete for minutes. Simons, a player like Simons, he's behind a Hall of Famer. And Damian Lillard. Our young guys is behind Alfred Payton. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm going like these dudes ain't these dudes ain't behind no hall of famers. These are what? So stop this stop, just stop the gaslighting bullshit and the whole the, 
the biggest narrative that's or, or, or that's super dead. Yo, that whole yo, if I hear him say earn your minutes or or that word practice again, bro. Yeah, if but- I hear those two words, bro, out of his mouth, bro, yeah, I'm gonna lose my shit, bro. That's a fucking that narrative died with Alfred last year. That whole earn your minutes shit died. And then this season, hold on, real quick. This season, he magnified that narrative to the point you start Alec Burks all year, and we killing Burks, and we know damn well Burks not a star point guard. That's on tips. Yeah, I'm with you, man. But I mean, like the stuff that he says is the correct thing to say. But what he says and what he does is absolutely two different things. Because I mean, like as a coach, you need to earn it in practice. You know, as as a thing, like you need like everything that he says. That everything that he says is true. But what he does is opposite of what he's saying. You know, so that that's the that's the big problem here. So it is one thing that we that we didn't mention. My um, you know, this is um Mike Doc right here. Uh, he says um first priority should be getting back expiring contracts and stuff like that. Would you do that? Would you trade Julius for expirings? That's not getting that's not getting value. That's not getting that's that's not that's not I'm not getting value for that. I'm not doing that. Well, check check this out. Um, right now it's addition by subtraction. So because you, know, you you can see now that Julie's not in not not anywhere near the team right now. You know, just on the bench and then the young guys are doing what they do. We're actually um we're actually functioning better. You know, so if if he was to just get delete Julius Randle and just get the expirings, keep the keep the money. You know, whatever to, to see what we can do with that. And then you know, because I mean we're we're talking about waiting for Zion and what was the other person? Is Zion and uh and um Donovan Mitchell right? Yeah, but that's not that's not. That's not all right. I will get an expiring contract. Am I getting a lottery pick with that expiring contract? That's the thing. I need value, Maybe. bro. I need Maybe. this is 2010 and five. We're just not gonna like we from the street. You gotta give me fair value. I'm not just giving up 2010 and five for cookies. I need value, bro. So am I getting an expiring with this? I, give give me the ninth pick in this year's draft and expiring in some uh, probably a shooter. Another vet shooter to compete with them boys in practice, and I, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I got full faith in the young guys and this team replacing 2010 and five. I, I have nothing but faith in these guys. Nothing but faith. I don't hey, know the ninth. The ninth pick of the draft right now is owned by uh, New Orleans. So I mean, not New Orleans, San Antonio. New Orleans right now is number eight. So with, with whatever pick Portland got, I, I'm basically I'm basically sending Randy to Portland. Portland, listen, look, Randall's a great player. Dame, he needs help. Randall's perfectly with Damian Lillard. That's calm. And if whatever they slaughter that in this, that's the team that I'm looking at. And I, because I want compensation for Randall. I'm just not giving him up for nothing at all. I don't I don't hate the man that much. Well, I just want to give him up for a salary dump. That's madness. You get not no twenty ten and five. I get some. Yeah, man. But you know, twenty ten and five, like you still you still could fill that that in a, in a different way. You know, we can you know it depends on who we draft, where we where we pick up in the draft, and all this. There's a bunch of different things that that, that has to come into play, man. So, but I mean, so, one hypothetical. All right, I throw this at you. Let's say. If, let me let's say if Portland get the seventh overall pick. No, I don't think they would do that. Uh, it depends because if you got Damian Lillard, you're trying to win now. You're not trying to see no lottery pick kind of develop. 
Um, I know they have another pick too. I think it's around the 11 12 area. But I would want to see Portland pick. I want their lottery pick, bro. And I want compensation. I want their lottery pick, bro. But Portland is, is realistic, you know, because, but I mean, they got two picks, though. Don't, don't they have, they have the, um, they have number six and they have the, what is this, number 11, I think. Yes. Yeah, six and 11. So I mean, I, I'll take their their eleventh pick if 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 they'll give it to us. I don't know if they're gonna give us a sixth pick for for Julius. That's kind of asking a lot. But at the same time, if we if you're talking about salary dumps and that things of that nature, if, if we if they salary dump with us and give us a pick, then then it makes sense because you're not giving us a player, you're giving us salary and a pick. I, I, so to to try to make it like e, e, I think to try to make it even more like realistic, I think you I think we would have to send out a pick in that deal, like whatever. Like let's say we got like the twelfth pick. Would you want to do that deal? Let's say if they got the six or the damn, do I think they would trade back that far? I kind of do though, because they got Damian Lillard. And then when you got Lillard, you're trying to win now. So would they yeah, trade they- back in this year's lottery, right? You get Randall, you get you a lottery pick. Um, you're giving the Knicks the sixth or fifth overall pick. And all you're doing is basically trading back. And you're getting Randall, you're still getting a talent, you're getting a guy who can help you win now. But also the Knicks is getting proper compensation for Randall, right? Because this is a weak draft, by the way. And then you could also also in this deal, let's say if Mitch walks, whatever the case may be. Um well check, I mean look, look at what number six is. Look at they got, who's AJ Griffin. I don't want nothing to do with AJ Griffin. I'm gonna be very honest with you. But that's the pick, though. You said the um, conversation. You know, the sixth pick would be good. You know, but you're talking about AJ Griffin. Um, some other guys. Um, Benedict. Uh, I can't never pronounce that guy's name. Benedict, whatever his name is. He's a shooting guard, though. Johnny Davis. I've seen him play. He's pretty good. You know, uh, Ty Ty is another guy that keep people keep throwing out there. So like, the, so, like so, these guys are not worth it to me. Now that's what people said about Josh Giddey. So with that pick, I'm sure for the stars. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to – honestly, I would be so comfortable if the Knicks didn't move like that and imagine them if Ivy fell a six, right? Or I'm perfectly fine with – I can tell you the names right now I'm perfectly fine with. Shader Sharp, Benedict McDermott because he's Canadian. I see Johnny Davis all the time. Um, Dyson Daniels. One this guy's a shooting guard still, man. Get – that's why I just trust Walt, Walt Perrin. I just trust whoever Walt Perrin pick. I'm a stander. Well, listen, I, if those guys are shooting, everybody that you mentioned was a shooting guard, so that takes away from from Grimes and that takes away from RJ too. That's tough. See, that's Dyke. Well, they said Dyson Daniels is point guard. They say he could play some combo guard. Um, I don't know if Johnny Davis could play point guard. I don't know if Benedict McDermott could play point guard. Um, I know Jaden Ivy. Jaden Ivy plays some point guard. Yeah, it, it's right. It's tough. It's it's where the it's where the lottery shakes out, yo. The, this year's lottery, a lot of stuff can happen. Like you, it, it depends on how this lottery shakes out, bro. It depends on who get the top four, top five picks. Most of them teams I'm looking at right now, mostly all of them need a big. None of them really need guards. Most of them need bigs. But what do we need? Do we necessarily need a, a shooting guard? We don't need a shooting guard. We need a we need a guard. We just need a guard. 
and I, for me personally, I think we need to we need to draft another big, but that's a talk for another pod. But I, I, I think we need a, um, a guard though. We definitely need a guard. A guard like what though? We need we need a point guard. I know, but but we don't need we don't need combo a shooting guard. guard. Combo guard. Somebody who can but, play. But who's, where are they gonna play though? Because right now a combo guard. You talking about RJ? RJ's gotta be a shooting guard. Unless you want to be a small forward, but then when Cam, where is Cam Reddish playing? So then you got Quentin Grimes as well. So if you, if we oh, draft a shooting guard, well, we got Quentin Grimes too. So where are these guys playing? Oof. And we still got quickly, and we still got Rose on the roster, and Deuce. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be in that position, bro. But listen, listen, I'm, I'm hinting at that because somebody got to go. It's not just RJ. I mean, it's not just um Julius. You know, we gotta like make a decision on the rest of this roster too because we 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 got um. Like we gotta make a decision on who we like the most and who wants to be here. We can't keep them all because it doesn't make no sense. Because I mean, we're gonna keep all these all. Oh, don't trade the young guys, but then we get more young guys, and then now like now what do we do? We got like four shooting guards and you know like you know four point guards, four shooting guards. You know all everybody deserve to play. What do we do? Somebody gotta go. So, so for me, like a young, like you gotta be realistic. Like you know, not every young guy is gonna survive the rebuild. So if I have four young guys out of on our team right now, right? If we said, yo, you got you can only have these four young guys stay on my team. And for me personally, like outside of RJ, our wings is not good enough for me to just say like I could pass up on another wing. And that's just me out of respect of not knowing who a lot of these draft prospects are at the top of the draft. So I'm pretty sure we're going to get somebody soon, like a draft expert on his soon, so they can really, like, lay it out. But that's just me trying to be fair, right? Like, OB, none of those guys outside, like, outside of RJ, right, it's nobody on this Nick roster that you can say, damn, I can't draft that position. So at the end of the day, it's like. What position does RJ play? RJ can play the two or the three. That that's the thing. I, I'm not worried about him. I, he can play the two. You got to though, because 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 who? Where is he playing? You have to make a decision. Who who's what position is RJ playing? I listen. I don't want to be in that office, bro. <laughs> you throwing the tough yeah. questions at me, like I'm the old I'm saying it's a good question <laughs> because right right now we want the office to go through RJ. I, you know, in the uh-huh. beginning of the year, I wanted RJ to be a small four because I think it works, whatever. But you know, if he's gonna be doing a lot of ball handling and stuff like that, and and whatever, I'd rather him just be the shooting guard then, because he's gonna bring the bring be bringing the ball up. So I'd rather him bring the ball up as the shooting guard, because it doesn't really matter. He's he's he defends shooting guards and small forwards the same way, you know. So let him be the shooting guard, whatever. So then you gotta have a small forward. You gotta you gotta have guys in positions, even though throughout the course of the game, of course you can mix it up. You can have one guy playing this, one guy playing that. Okay, that's cool. But to start the game off, you have to start the game a certain way. You know, so like like if RJ is your guy, if you want him to be the shooting guard, then he needs to be your starting shooting guard. You can't fluctuate the starting lineup like that. You can't do that. You gotta have some kind of um, you know, you gotta st- you have to have some kind of like um like focus in the beginning. Like I said, throughout the course of the game, you make your adjustments accordingly. But I mean you got you have to start the game a certain way. You can't continuously change the starting lineup all, all around every every single game. Yeah, man. So I mean, let's see. Yeah, I, I think RJ could play he could play his game more. He could put, really play his game at shooting guard, though. That's another reason why I always wanted him next to like a tall wing, uh, like a six eight wing, a la like Cam Reddish. But um, I say out of respect for the players in this draft, like outside of RJ Barrett, maybe Cam Reddish because he he 
he got blue chipper potential. None of those guys really are, are that outstanding to the point where I could pass up on a guy like Shaden Sharp or, or, or you know, Ivy, you know, yeah, you Dyson that, Daniels. Because imagine if we do pass up on them, right? And they come out next season, them boys is on fire. Then we, me and you sit here like, damn, yo. Yeah, but a lot of fans are like that though. They like, yo, Deuce, yo, Quentin Grimes is the greatest thing since sliced bread. What is he? He's gonna be. Um, what do you say that, that Quentin Grimes was? Somebody like they are saying that he's like um, uh, yeah, they're saying he's Clay Thompson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's there's a lot of fans that believe in him to that degree. So they're gonna be pissed off if we if we if we um you know you know draft somebody else and you know it's gonna be drama again you know this year you know with the with the favorites out there in, in Nick Land. But that type of roster, now let's say we get that type of roster. Now that's when you got, now that you got a lot of young boys, now it's about a matter of respect because now the pecking order in that locker room will just happen naturally because all those guys are around the same age. So it's probably easier for them to talk to each other, understand each other. Because, I, I, like, you see all those young guys now, they're like, they be talking to each other. Just like you said, quickly, quickly um, leadership is – grown so much like he's talking like a great leader um rj barrett's leadership style is different from quickly's like quickly looks more vocal he look like he talks more but rj barrett looks like one of those silent um cool leaders yo bro it's it's, it's gonna be good bro we're gonna be good bro Just get some defense you're gonna be good. you get what i'm saying so it it all depends man i just trust i trust the makeup of our, our young boys bro i i really do just have Keep Taj, have Taj as the adult in the room. Got to keep Taj. Got to keep Taj. That that's one vet on my on this roster. I think he got diplomatic immunity. Got to keep Taj, cause but you just can't play him, right? Need an adult in the room. I think I think two is it's three things this team is missing. We're missing a defensive leader. Right, that's a kind of a tall wing. We're missing a defensive leader. I would love to have Lou Dort, by the way, bro. Um, we're missing a, a big, it doesn't matter, power forward or center who can space the floor and kind of protect the rim. And we're missing a starting point guard. <laughs> and, and the fourth thing that we're missing, besides a defensive leader, we don't have no. We don't got an asshole on this team. Like every we have no goons. I, I, well, we got an asshole. We got the biggest asshole in the league, freaking Julius Randle. But yeah, Julius Randle's a crybaby. Who, who, who is protecting our, our our team? What stuff is happening? Mitchell Robinson is standing on the outside with his hand between his legs. You know, Obi Toppin is the same thing. Obi Toppin is on the sand, on the sidelines watching what's happening. You know, we, we need a guy that's going to be in the in the mix to fight and and um, protect the young guys. We don't have those players. You know, so so when, when we start to look about think about um you know. Allocating the money, moving the money around. This is what we got to start thinking about too. Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, my bad. Yeah, I, I was about to just um to blast um uh made a fourth. I haven't seen made a fourth in a while, so I guess he wants attention. So he, he's just like uh, it's always what it could have should have with these guys, man. With these podcasts, man, what else is there to talk about but what it could have should have? You know, so it's it's just like like annoying just to even say anything. You know why even come in here and say that? It is what it could have should have with every with all these podcasts. Yeah, we need a goon. That's basically on point, um, Flyboy. We need a goon. And I don't really know goons on this. RJ, he nice. 
Radish, she look like he cool. Obi, you know, he always smiling. He pretty boy. You know, Deuce McBride, he look like he lunch pal. Quickly, lunch pal. They all well, check, two Look at Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah, yeah, if he was, like say, uh, Mitchell Robinson to Detroit, that, that's been like something that, they, that, that that was mentioned before. You know, so if, if it was to trade Mitchell over there, Isaiah Stewart got to be one of the ones that take to come over. You know, because I, I would like to have Isaiah Stewart maybe like as a backup to Obi. You know, that type of thing to have uh, that that um, backup power forward um, um, center. Because if something happens, you know, Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart was a little wild too. But I know if something was to happen, he would be there in the mix, not afraid to, to get in the mix of things. Want me to give you a funny story about Isaiah Stewart? He's on my team in my career mode right now in 2K. Right on my oh, knees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what's so funny about Isaiah Stewart. I mean, I don't mind the ball. I mean, he got some toughness to him. Listen, man, I and he's from New York, I believe. So, you know, I, I never say no to a guy like that. I mean, Hey, let's see how the lottery shake out, man. A lot of these, a lot of these talks right now, it depends on where the Knicks end up in the lottery. That's the main thing for me. Where do they end up in the lottery? So I'm I'ma just keep trying to put the energy out there. I hope the NBA just give my Knicks the one pick. Or they give no, I'm not even gonna say the one pick. Just give us a top four pick. That that, that that's all I want. I, I just want a top four pick. I don't I don't, I don't want to be too greedy. And, and jinx it, but I feel like we deserve it. Yeah, we really do for a season like this. I feel like right. we deserve it. Well, to close it up, then all right, let's let's say if the Knicks get the top four pick, what do we do with it? Because I mean, it, it, I'll, I'll paint this picture like we want Julius Randle out of here. I, I think Julius Randle getting out of here is, is the best decision. Okay, let's say we get him out of here and we draft top four. Uh, I'll, put, I'll put I'll put it back up. Top four picks. Uh, who is it? Uh, Chet, Jabari Smith, uh, um, Banchero. You know, uh, th- these guys, even Keegan Murray, you know, mm-hmm. the, the top four, the top four power forwards in, in the in this draft. I would rather if he take one of those guys, you know, then I want I kind of want to keep those because because now you add to quickly. You add to all the other young guys that we have. So now you have your core. You have your core young guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's one side. So what, what's your idea? Oof. If we had a top four pick, I think. <laughs> If we got the one pick, I'm taking Pop Palau, uh, Bonchero. If we get the one pick, I'm definitely taking Bonchero. I'm taking him over Jaden Ivey. After what I've seen in the tournament, I'm taking Bonchero. Um, and then you, do you keep the pick at that point? Now, here's the thing. Do you think Utah – do you think Donovan Mitchell wants out of Utah? Because that's the only way I'm trading the one pick. And in that event that I'm trading the one pick, if I start off trade talks, it's the one pick. Good evening. Hello. Good night. <laughs> if I do trade, the, if I do trade the one pick, I think it's got to be for like for Donovan Mitchell, and it would start off Julius Randle, the one pick. This is what I'm starting off. This is what I'm bringing to the table. Listen, Julius Randle, the one pick, Alec Burks, 2025 pick unprotected. That's how we start trade talks off. I'm not doing that, man. 25 pick unprotected. We got we we traded them Branchero and Julius. Jeez. Oh, you're right. Damn, that do sound like, but that's Donovan Mitchell though. Yeah, but Donovan <laughs> Mitchell ain't Michael Jordan you though. Get him. You, uh, but, he ain't Michael Jordan or Kobe though. Yeah, but that's Donovan. You can't just not say no, bro. <laughs> well, I get it though. That's 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 like a good a good um base there, you know, to get Mitchell to get Donovan Mitchell. Let's just say. 
So State's moving around, man. I don't know if you guys can hear him. So he kind of screwed himself up with the, with the Wi-Fi walking around. Oh, yeah, I did. With the yeah. ball, yeah, I did. My bad. The ball is in your court, man. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like my, my thing is, like, if he was to get the top four pick, I, you know, and we got a chance, let's say, all right, let's let's just pick a number. Let's say, let's say if we did get to the one pick, if we got the one pick between um Shet and um and these guys, you know, I, I could take I could take one of these three: Jabari Smith, um, um Bantrell, or Hull. I could take any one of them. You know, what I'm saying the same thing with the second pick. If we get if we get the top three picks, we got to take one one of those three. You know. Nah, yeah, if, I, I, if I get the second pick, I'm taking Jaden Ivy. That that's second second two through four. I'm taking Jaden Ivy. I'm taking Jaden. Well, top Ivey. top four picks. These guys here from from Ke- from Keegan Murray up. You know, Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivy, um, Banchero, Jabari Smith, and Chet Holgan. We got. I think we got to pick those guys when we get them. You know, so I don't know. I mean, trading them for 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 Mitchell Robinson. If I mean not Mitchell Robinson, Donovan Mitchell. If we do that, then we got to blow the whole team up. We got to start. We got to start packaging everybody together to get that third star. Because once yeah. you get Donovan Mitchell, you have to get that that third star. You got to get somebody else in here. You know. Um, Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, you got to get something else. That's not enough. You got to get and you got to get hella a lot of defenders too. You gotta get mad defenders. You gotta get mad three and D wings. You gotta get a point guard. So um Donovan won't dominate the ball too much. And you gotta make it clear to Donovan. Donovan will have to change his whole play style too. Cause I've been watching Utah Jazz games. I, I ain't been lying. I ain't been feeling your boy lately with that. It, it looked like he just chucked. He looked like an inefficient chucker, but I'm gonna pay, hey. I'm gonna I'm be respectful to Donovan Mitchell. He is a superstar caliber player. But so, if, he, if he does that on Utah, he's gonna do that here too. Nah, he ain't. Nah. Especially he, if Tom Thibodeau's the coach here. Yeah. If Tom Thibodeau's the coach here, dribble handoffs. You know, Donovan Mitchell gonna be dying on that hill alone by himself. Oh, here's the caveat. That's my last thing. Then I guess you could. I, I guess if, if you finish, um, you could put up the um, the Apple Podcast and all that. I give you a caveat. Donovan Mitchell ain't coming to New York to play for um, Tom Thibodeau. We know what would happen if Donovan Mitchell say he picks New York. Hey, That's Bryan almost the coach. Who? Yeah, Don, Don, Johnny Bryan, right? He got to be the coach. Kill two birds in one stone. You get Ray do I? you get me Donovan Mitchell and you fire him? So <laughs> you want to curse out? You want to curse out? Um, this guy. Rafael Diaz, I mean, yeah, Rafael Diaz. Before you get out of here, nah, I don't got time. <laughs> just put, just put up the Apple Park. I don't got time for that. I'm not, I'm not paying that attention. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ralph, man. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Ralph, man. I love you, man. But, but it's over, bro. It's over, bro. I, I respect know, your, I, I respect your opinion, brother. Um, Amazon Alexa, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Play FM, Stitcher, Spotify, and all that. If you go look at the Spotify too, I've been putting questions. Right, when I upload the audio versions of the podcast, I put questions on the room. So, y'all go answer those questions. I'm gonna start um showing those questions right on my Twitter. So I appreciate y'all for participating in that as well. But um, Ralph, y'all yeah, love you, bro. But um, I, I don't love you, Ralph. Me. I like you, but I don't love you. I I, I love all Nick fans, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm a God fearing man. But um, I need Julius Randle the fuck off my team, bro. With all due respect. Yo, Donald, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> all right, peace, man. I see you. <laughs> um, the Knicks play tomorrow? Um, let me see when they play. They play now, nah, they play Wednesday. Thank God. They play the Nets. 
<laughs> they play the next day. They play a regular time. Let me see. They play at um seven thirty. All right. So hopefully, at the I think um on Wednesday I'm actually going to the next game. The next Wednesday. Nets. Yes, that's the game that I was going to, and I'm going with my older cousin. So I won't be able to do a show on Wednesday. But um, so I mean, if you go into the next game, I think I might go to that. What the fuck? Like, well, yeah. um, well I guess t- <laughs> tell me after the fact. Well, tell me what 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 section and all that you in, and then let's see if we can make it that happen. Uh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Because me and my cousin is definitely we's definitely talking about that. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him tomorrow morning just to make sure. Because he was saying he wanted to see if he could um get better seats. Because my cousin, he no, he rich. So he he went to MIT. I'm not rich. He got I'm that real rich. money. I ain't, I ain't got money. He got that. Five hundred dollar Nick seat money. I I I got I got that money, but that that two seats for a thousand. You know how much I pay in rent, man. <laughs> I get two seats for like seven hundred, <laughs> but you the thousand, you're pushing it, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's but, too much. You know, um, I be that Wednesday, man. Um, so yeah, definitely, Dowd. I definitely let you know. We could definitely do a meetup on Wednesday. So if you go in there as a Nick fan, I can't wait to see y'all. Ralph, once again, get Julius Randle the fuck off my team. Y'all out of here, dog. Yeah, I'm out of here too. My right, peace, Nick. All right, brother. Hey, peace, everybody in the chat. Thank you guys for for tuning in. Julius Randle versus Tibbs. When it comes down to, I think both of those motherfuckers gotta go. You know, we, we just gotta look forward with these young guys. The most important thing right now is our young guys and getting these guys um you know, moving in the right direction. Julius Randle got to go, and then we got to make a decision with Rose and all these guys too, man. Tom Thibodeau is the coach, and, you know, you know, you're talking about MSG politics. You know, it's going to be in effect. Tom Thibodeau is going to be playing, a, playing, um, you know, uh, Rose, and he's going to be playing Burks like crazy, man. So it is what it is. So I, I, I see you guys um, tomorrow. Tomorrow I, pro- I might do a pod at 12. So look out for that. Look out for 12 and um, a couple of more times throughout the day because I'm off. So I see you guys tomorrow, guys. Four fingers to the forehead, tuck of the thumb. Salute. See you guys on the next one. Peace.